0: Lunchtime Replay from MoneyFM 89.3. Hashtag Wanderlust with Tim Goh only on MoneyFM 89.3. Time for Hashtag Wanderlust again here on your lunchtime. I'm Timothy Goh. And with me today is Lee Xiu Hua, travel editor for Straits Times Life. And I guess you can pretty much tell what we're talking about uh, today. We are focusing on destinations, two particular destinations in two different parts of the world today. Both places I've been to and uh, Amy, welcome, first of all. Uh, I have to admit that uh, I don't really like Dubai very much, but uh, you have an article coming up this Sunday that uh, is featuring Dubai. So what's in it?
1: I'm looking at Dubai beyond the glitz, beyond all the superlatives like we often see it like a bubble of extravagant pleasures yeah, right yeah. and i'm pretty sure that's one thing you are not too
0: keen on i kind of landed there and thought everything is so fake ah it reminded me of vegas
1: true there's that aspect but there is also there also some things be um be beyond the radar i'm sure there are yeah, yeah. so things like do you know that that there, there is an artsy alternative scene mm. and the sneakerheads. Yeah, indie coffee. So, I like that part about Dubai. That if you peer a little bit, it's it's fun. Yeah. Okay,
0: because it has that impression, like what you said, it's a glitzy place, a playground of the rich and famous, pretty much like Singapore in many ways as well. You need a lot of money to enjoy Dubai. But what have you found?
1: Right, I think just as Singapore is not. All crazy rich Asians. Neither is Dubai crazy rich Emiratis. Mm-hmm. So, I, so so there would be places that you can um, okay find find good food, for example, it's a culinary capital, right? And you might find people. Uh, I went to a place where I am encouraged to ask. Everyone is encouraged to ask inconvenient questions. Inconvenient questions,
0: right?
1: Algorish, um, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But inconvenient question in a place like Dubai, which a lot of people maybe have a misconception that it's a very strict place. Right. So, is that what the inconvenient questions are you're referring to, or what kind of inconvenient right. questions?
1: So I asked several questions, and um, one thing that came up. Oh, I'll ask. What's the biggest misperception mm-hmm. about? About Dubai, about yeah, about the UAE, and this young woman in a buyer and leggings said, "It's the biggest one is that women are oppressed." And she says, "You know, uh, I can uh, nothing is in Islam says." I have to wear just black. Mm. I'm okay in white, maroon, or pink. But I choose to wear black, shirt sure, sure black, because it's hot in the desert and uh, and it covers everything. So, oh. yeah.
0: Well, that's what they say, right? They wear, they, they put on a headscarf, cover their face mm. because of the harsh conditions of the desert as well. It protects theirs in that way. Yeah. So, that's one argument right there. What other kind of inconvenient questions uh, were you encouraged to ask?
1: Well, um, like things like, oh, what about the the royalty and it uh. is okay? You know what are they like? <laughs> they say, oh, they're just like us. They go to the malls. They're social media savvy. So I I didn't mean anyone, mm-hmm. but uh, it made them a little bit more relatable.
0: Okay, yeah. So you were talking about the alternative art scene, right? Uh, what what is it like?
1: Oh, okay. There was uh, like you mean underground
0: a, art scene or.
1: Uh, well, avant-garde. it's a bit fancier okay, than that, okay. but it's uh there's this, this art district called Al Sakal Avenue, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's set it's set in an old industrial zone, right? Okay. So there, uh, for the first time, I saw the works of an artist. Uh, he blends Arabic calligraphy with graffiti because he's a street artist, right? So, so a, a blended name, a Cali Graffiti. I never heard of it before uh-huh. but it's pretty cool he has put this art onto Louis Vuitton um, travel trunks mm-hmm. or in in buildings in on buildings in Cairo across 50 buildings so I thought that was pretty fascinating so um he has found his base in Dubai which is open it's liberal and right and I think you were asking about what's different, there was one thing that surprised me. I went to the beach. So desert and (laughs) beaches, right? And guess what? I saw quite often um, a buyer-clad women sitting next to or not too far away from bikini-clad women. Okay, So there's a live-and-let-live attitude there. So, well, I would say that Dubai is... Not wholly representative of the Middle East, mm. but it's, uh, it's kind of an easy stepping stone into the Middle East for people who are curious about the place.
0: So it's more um, open in terms, uh, relatively more open for that part of, of the world, right? Is right. that what you're trying to say? Because like, I read somewhere that a lot of Arab uh, people in the Middle East would go to the UAE if they want to party. Mm. uh instead of their own countries which could be more restrictive so in a sense dubai has that um image about itself right a part a place to party and to have fun right. more open more western
1: yes yeah um okay you can but even like uh, it, it's partying, but I think there is a kind of like uh, Arabic touch, like the drinks, the cocktails. They tend to be like uh, Turkish, non-alcoholic oh. blends of pomegranates and delicious well juices. Yeah. You know that touch. Yeah. So um, yeah, party. I, I guess it's a uh, party central of the Arab world, like Mm -hmm. maybe like Lebanon. Okay. Yeah. All
0: right. That sounds good. Uh, When I was there, I was looking for something old. 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 Right. And I couldn't find it. And I asked people, I mean, my friends who are working there, and they don't know. I'm sure there should be, right? There should be some kind of a heritage
1: place. There is a coffee museum. Okay. And there you could sit on uh, cushions in the old-style um, the coffee culture called Gawa mm-hmm. is actually uh, uni- on the UNESCO list, the oh, cultural wow. heritage okay. list, along with falconry in the desert. So um, that part was pretty cool because we could sit on cushions and sip spiced Arabic coffee. Ooh, spiced, I love that. yes,
0: cardamom, Cooked, cooked in and uh, saffron. The sand and whatever. Oh, uh, not quite. There not was qu- that. <laughs> okay, uh, that but was cook in, in the stove. Yeah, at but least, you're right.
1: Really? Yeah, because in the in the desert, uh, the desert is pretty romantic, and there they had some uh, reenactment mm. of that, that. it's a lightly spiced coffee, and oh, I also had ca- camel milk, which I thought oh, was how rather, it? rather you know, soothing and rich, uh, creamy. But, Yes, creamy. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> oh,
0: I I have been wanting to try camel milk but yeah, I haven't had a it. chance. But going back to the coffee culture. So this is the Arabic coffee culture you're talking about. How is it different from things that we are more familiar with, perhaps like a Turkish coffee?
1: Right. It's uh I I the the coffee itself is likely roasted whereas Turkish is like, you know, like thick thick grounds, yeah. And there is a whole um People bond over coffee. I suppose in the Middle East that happens. Mm. So that was one aspect I took away with me. But I also tried indie coffee. So there's indie a, coffee. Yeah, independent uh, coffee roasters. Cafes. Okay. Right, because there are all these, uh, you know, the edgy spaces, mm. cafes, and so it's probably a lot of old and new. Another place where there was a bit of old and new was at the. Dubai frame, it's a superlative, it's like uh, this giant, literally, uh, golden frame in Dubai, you know, in the air, and, and at the frame, at the top, you take, um, you know, fast speed elevators up there, and you can see old and new Dubai, mm. the more, you know, the skyscrapers, and also this lower level, sand-coloured, desert-coloured
0: houses Oh, so there is such a thing. Very Instagrammable, it sounds like, from your description.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm talking
0: it. to uh, Li Xiu-Hua. She is travel editor at Straits Times Life, and she has a feature on Dubai, which comes out in the papers this Sunday. And we are talking about Dubai beyond the glitz and glamour that we see in TV ads and magazines. One question about uh, Dubai is... Uh, For women, is it safe for women to travel to Dubai? It is a modern place. But when we think about the Middle East, as you brought up earlier, for women, there are more restrictions, right? Uh, When it comes to movement and how you dress, how was it like in Dubai for women? Because when I was there, even as a man, Mm. it was the height of summer was 45 degrees. And my friends told me not to wear shorts.
1: Okay, I didn't see shorts, but I could dress like I was in Singapore. I didn't have to wear a headscarf, so I was, it was pretty good. It's not like in Iran, where on the plane I had to put on a scarf mm. before I landed. Right. So this was, this was comfy for me. Okay. Yeah.
0: So they have sort of a different standard maybe for, for foreign visitors. As uh, but yeah, then as you, said, uh, yeah, as you said, yeah, as you said, even the locals, they don't really have to cover up with a headscarf if they don't want to, right? Yeah. Okay, that sounds easy enough. Going from one edgy place, because we've been talking about the edgy side of Dubai, to another one uh, that you wrote about uh, last uh, couple of weeks ago. or was it? Last week. And uh, Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. just in time, because Singapore Airlines has a direct flight now to Seattle. And it's sort of, you know, coming from Vancouver, that's been my background all this time. It's the grungy, edgy... American city, and how has it uh, been since the last time you were there um, in, in, in Seattle? Has it cleaned up, or is does it still have that edgy, grungy feel to it that is so cool?
1: It has both sides, but I saw a lot of it that was, you know, um, both hip and global. Lots of nature. Like Vancouver too, right? Mm-hmm. The, so uh, Mount Rainier in this uh, background of some city shorts. so that conveyed the whole picture of uh, you know openness and, and 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 clean cleanliness. Yeah, I found I went to Capitol Hill, the more alternative community yes, uh-huh. place, right? Yeah,
0: is it still alternative or has it been it's gentrified?
1: gentrified. <laughs> so. I think it's half half. Well, <laughs> Starbucks is there, so I suppose mm, you would say it's, it's gentrified. gentrified. The roastery Reserve is there. Right. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Uh, okay, so Capitol Hill, as you mentioned, is sort of towards the well east or west of the of of the of the downtown core. How is it there? Uh, I used to remember back in the '90s, which was the last time I was in the Capitol Hill area. A lot of you know um, alternative shops. Uh, one-off boutiques, no chain stores. Is it still the same way?
1: I believe so. I Except went for to Starbucks, this. yeah, and <laughs> and that, that becomes a big kind of but, isn't it? Yeah, the uh, Elliot Bay bookstore is there. Mm-hmm. The, um, and then the ice cream, and um, you know, pay, people playing baseball in the sun, enjoying the summer. I thought that uh, it was largely quite indie. I didn't see anything like uh, too more like there. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that's that right. sounds
0: good that it's keeping some of its indie spirit in yeah. uh, Seattle because for all of our listeners as you know, uh, Grunge started in Seattle. That's right. <laughs> it's a very alternative place when as a whole in America, it's it's kind of like its own little cool and hip uh, place yeah, when you talk then, about Seattle. That's
1: right. They just do what they are happy with, yeah. right? Wear what you're happy in, that yeah. sort of... Coolness.
0: But now, with Seattle being also the capital of the tech uh, industry outside of Silicon Valley, has it become more grown up, do you think?
1: I think from the air, uh, we took this uh, flight seeing trip. Over over Seattle, over the Cascade Mountain, mm. Cascades Mountains, and I looked down and I saw, yeah, uh, lots of white gleaming sailboats. So mm. belonging, I'm pretty sure, to Starbucks executives and tech billionaires, and uh, people in that league. Yeah, but having said that, there's still um, the no airs. I find there's a, a unpretentiousness about the place that I like very much. Summer after summer that I had visited.
0: Okay. So you were there in the summer. Summer's the perfect time to be yes. in that part of uh, North America. Um, what do you think about Singapore Airlines flying direct uh, from Singapore, choosing Seattle as their fourth straight destination, fourth nonstop, non-stop. destination uh, from Singapore? Do you think uh, there there will be enough demand for a place like Seattle, which is really, to be honest, is only good during the summer and maybe some parts of the fall and late spring. Winter is miserable uh, in that part of the world. It's raining and it's cold. It's not I mean, not not frigid cold, but it's not fun in the winter.
1: Right. Okay. I think there is this uh, corporate and leisure, these two components to travel to flying there. So... um, so pick up one part of the question because I also, the first time I went to Seattle, it was drizzly. It was fine, <laughs> super fine drizzle and misty drizzle. Misty. It's like yes.
0: suspended wetness in the air. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I have this uh, optimistic Seattle friends. They say that, well, the rain brightens the colors one Thing ever, ever, <laughs> emerald,
0: emerald state,
1: emerald, right? A, a place of evergreens yes. and lushness, and the other thing is that uh, it gives them the sense of tranquility, a kind of a bright grayness. So it kind of flipped my perspective, I mm. would say. You know, I didn't expect that because I, I love sun all the time, too, right? But the demand, I think you alluded to, to it, right? Um, okay, it's a place. The headquarters of Starbucks and Boeing and Amazon and Microsoft—all this all this admired global brands. Right. So I guess as a, uh, it flows. Some of the curiosity flows off that because you can actually visit these places. Maybe not Starbucks, uh, I don't think. But uh, the the rest or you can
0: see the star, the so-called first Starbucks yeah, store at Pike at, Place. At
1: Pike Place Market, that's right. Yeah, but find a Boeing tour, see where our planes come from. Mm. Okay. okay
0: um, apart from uh, the demand that we're talking about for Singapore Airlines, what else do you think is there for an average uh, you know, tourist who may want to go to Seattle to check it out? New destination. Let's go there. Let's have a look at. Um, well, I can name off the top of my head the Pike Place Market, which is, I think, still charming. I don't know if they've changed. Uh, since the last time I was there, uh, and that thing, space, space needle. needle. Yes. That's right.
1: Yeah, it's revamped. It's newly revamped. So it's become very selfie friendly. Selfie.
0: It's kind of difficult to have a selfie when you think about it because it's so high. So
1: it's you have these new glass, transparent glass benches, right? And these slanting glass walls that go beyond ceiling height. Mm -hmm. So you could pretend to be, you lean against this glass, like looking out on Seattle, pretend that uh, you're flying, or something. yeah. It's fun. And at the same time, you really see the city. You really see nature in that same glance.
0: Something to check out, I think, right? And yeah. uh, since since the Singapore Airlines stopped flying to Vancouver, you can use Seattle as an entry point to visit uh, Canada. And you won't need an esta to go to Canada by land. It's a two-hour drive to the border from Seattle.
1: And it's also a gateway to Portland. Another cool spot. No Alaska. tax
0: shopping in Portland. <laughs> there you go, guys. And more coffee. <laughs> and more coffee. Seattle is maintaining that hip and cool vibe, which is I think nice to see, right? You've been there so many times and it's still the same way.
1: Yes, it's uh my favorite city. Almost pretty much by far in the United States. Wow. Yeah. Really? And I lived there for ten a decade, so that says something.
0: We we were probably there, maybe at the same time. I was, you know, two hours up north in Vancouver, and you and were we meet in, in Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Amy Lee Suhua, or just Lee Suhua, uh, your byline on uh, the Straits Times Life Travel Editor, and you can read about the Dubai feature coming up uh, this weekend. And if you're looking for um, the Seattle feature, you can of course find it online anytime. And the address is Straits Times dot com dot sg no straight <laughs> dot com see I'm new here but Amy <laughs> Lee Siu Hua is not or just I keep calling you Amy because uh, your email has Amy yes but uh, your byline is Lee Siu Hua So check it out, guys, and you've been listening to Hashtag Wanderlust right here on MoneyFM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at MoneyFM893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play
1: or the App Store.